Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're kindly joined by the CEO of Tech Capital. We're going to be discussing uh, the company, their value proposition, as well as their portfolio. Um, so I'd like to welcome to the podcast, uh, Dr. Clifford Gross, uh, CEO of Tech Capital. Clifford, thank you very much for being with us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having us. So Clifford, you kindly joined us last night on the UK Investor Magazine virtual investor conference. And there'll be a link in the notes to this podcast uh, if anybody wants to go and check that out. Um, very, very insightful, some very good questions as well from the audience there. But we're going to be looking and delving into tech capital today on the podcast. So um, for people that aren't maybe familiar with tech capital, please would you be able to give us a breakdown introduction to tech capital as well as your value proposition, please? Yeah, sure. Our focus is to identify, acquire, and commercialize university discoveries that we think could make a positive impact to people's lives. And whilst doing that, of course, produce uh, healthy returns on invested capital. Fantastic. Thank you. So let's now look at the overall structure, if we may, please, Clifford, of, of the business. So... Um, you know, a little bit about, you know, your, your operations, how you're, you're structured and, and, and your portfolio of investments, if, if you may. Sure. We're structured as an accelerator of university discoveries. And we have built a proprietary uh, global university sourcing network. We have about 4,500 universities that we're electronically connected with, where we could identify and review technologies in every area of science, medicine, and engineering uh, that are available for license. And uh, we also have a science advisory board to help us screen these technologies. We have about 60 senior scientists in different verticals that we use on an as-needed basis to determine go-no-go in terms of the scientific veracity. And then in addition to that, uh, we have an in-house analytics group called Invention Evaluator, uh, which is based on the West Coast, the U.S., Seattle. And they're able to analyze uh, quite thoroughly uh, for any technology in any sector, the market potential of that technology. So these are some of the in-house structures that we've assembled uh, that we're able to use to identify potential deal flow Uh, around which we want to build a portfolio company. In addition, because some of these uh, services that we've developed in-house for ourselves are so thorough, we decided to offer them to other organizations, both corporate entities as well as universities. And we have about 250 university clients, most of whom use our analytic services on a repeat basis. We also have uh, several corporates, a large one that joined us last year was Hewlett Packard Enterprises, where we evaluate a number of their new in-house developed technologies in terms of the veracity and the market potential.
potential. So coupled with that, we also have extensive experience on the licensing of intellectual properties on early stage seed funding, both through, through you know, crowd funds as well as through early stage uh, venture capitalists and, and microcap uh, IPOs. And then we have an in, internal group that can handle the accounting capabilities uh, required uh, for these early stage businesses. And we provide all of these services on an as-needed basis to our portfolio companies. Fantastic. So you finished there with mentioning the portfolio companies, and I'm sure this is something that listeners will be particularly interested in hearing about. So um, this is very well described last night on the Investor Conference, but um, let's let's go into them now, please, uh, if we may, Clifford. Would you have to give us a breakdown of each company and where they are in in their growth cycles? Sure. Uh, all of them are early stage businesses in terms of the the macro view, uh, but they're all you know they're all successful early stage businesses. They're all generating revenue. They all have uh, market potentials north of a billion dollars in terms of current sales and their markets that they're playing in. They all have, in our view, star power management coupled with vibrant intellectual capital, intellectual properties. So that's what they have in common. <clears throat> but their sectors are quite different. You know, Belluscura is one of them. It's, it's a medical device company in the respiratory device sector. In particular, they're manufacturing. They develop, design, and, and manufacturing portable oxygen concentrators. We have Lucid, uh, which makes smart eyewear, which are proper prescription and sunglasses that are electronic and able to connect to your phone so you can stay connected to your digital life while correcting your vision and protecting your eyes from sun. Uh, we have Guidant. They make software for the remote monitoring and control of autonomous vehicles to improve the safety of autonomous vehicles. And then we have Solaris, uh, which manufactures a proprietary salt called microsalt, which is, we believe, the smallest edible salt crystals in the world. They're measured in microns. They're about 100 times smaller than table salt, and they make uh, salt that is very low in sodium to hopefully reduce the excess sodium consumption in the world's population, which we feel can make a dent in cardiovascular disease. So all of these companies are early stage. All of them have capable management teams in our view. All of them have vibrant intellectual property. All of them are generating revenues. And all of them, if successful, can really make a positive difference in the lives of the customers that they serve. Fantastic. Thank you. So, I mean, you obviously outlined there uh, a very compelling case for each company. And I'm sure Lissard will be quite keen to know, you know of course, that they've got the technology there, but but what is the market for this technology? So would you be able to give us a, a, a breakdown of the addressable markets sizes for each one of the companies in your portfolio, please? Yeah, I'll do it. I mean, I'll do it rather than to this year. I'll do it to 2025, which is a little bit more convenient for various statistical reasons. So Belluscura, uh, and of course, by the way, all of the numbers I'm giving you are from individual reports. And you, if you use different reports, you can obviously get a different number. But I do think uh, the numbers I'm presenting are 
reasonable <coughs> estimations of the market potential for uh, the particular businesses in 2025. So for Belloscura, it's $2.9 billion. And uh, for Lucid for, and its innovative eyewear business, the eyewear business is enormous. It's $178 billion. Uh, for uh, Microsalt, the low-sodium salt market is uh, $1.6 billion. And for Guidant, the autonomous last-mile delivery business is $72 billion. That's not the full autonomous safety market, but just the last-mile delivery. Those are autonomous robots that will deliver pizzas, pharmaceutical items, groceries, and other things uh, to people's homes. So those are the, uh, the addressable markets for the four businesses that we've built. Thank you. So, of course, with a portfolio of investments like this, investors will be keen to know what does it look like in terms of liquidity events going forward? What's your exit strategy? I mean, is it, is it something that's uniform across the, the portfolio or, 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 you know, are you flexible uh, with your exit strategies for, for each company? And, you know, for the ones that you, you have in your portfolio at the moment, what does the time frame look like for any potential exits? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, across the portfolio, we're usually looking for either initial public offerings or trade sales. And our first portfolio company, Belluscura, completed an IPO last year and actually has done quite well subsequently. Uh, their share price has doubled, even though the, it was a very choppy market in the last year, especially in the last seven months. Uh, they have still done a yeoman's job of uh, producing very good returns uh, for their shareholders. Uh, the other three companies uh, will be either IPOs or trade sales, in our view, and all should occur within 24 months, perhaps quite a bit sooner. Uh, one of our companies, uh, Lucid, or its U.S. operating business, Innovative Eyewear, uh, which we own 81% of, uh, has already registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission to have an initial public offering in the U.S., although we are waiting with our bankers for a more opportune time to pull the trigger on that offering uh, based on market conditions. Uh, in addition to that, um, uh, Microsoft. Uh, we feel is likely to effectuate a capital market transaction in 2023 because of the rapid growth in front of that it's facing right now. Uh, it could it could well utilize additional resources to take advantage of the uh, tremendous opportunities that are being presented to it by some of the world's largest food and uh, product distribution companies, and then for uh, guidance. Uh, we don't have a, a near-term exit, but we do within 24 months think it's likely that they will have a trade sale or do an IPO as well. Thank you. Great. So, um, you know, you, you've obviously outlined a very attractive case there for tech capital and for investors to go and have a closer look at, at tech capital and the portfolio companies there, because, You've given a very brief overview there, but there's a lot of detail on your website, and obviously you can look at the you know, investors can look at the companies individually as well. But you know, you're the CEO, Clifford of Tech Capital. What would you say are the key reasons for investors to consider Tech Capital as an investment? 
Well, we think uh, we're a well-managed sort of low-cost firm that can give exposure to investors to compelling early-stage technology companies with strong IP star power management and real significant growth prospects. We also are able to do this quite quickly compared to the average. If you look at the, um, the U.S. Venture Capital Association, the time from startup to exits is typically seven to ten years when that occurs. And uh, in, in the case of our, our first company, Bellascura, we did that in less than half of that uh, time frame. And we seem to be on track with the other companies uh, similarly. So uh, we're doing it rapidly. Uh, and partially that's due to the, the fact that we've selected technologies, uh, you know, using our network. Our network is very good at serving up technologies, which helps mitigate adverse selection. They're still early stage, but when you have such a wide variety of institutions to select from, you can mitigate um, adverse selection. And uh, we also have, you know, very diligent uh, processes for reviewing the potential of the technology to be commercialized. And so we think that has helped in, in, in bearing fruit and in bringing exits closer to uh, the point of formation of these companies than than is statistically normally the case. And then the other point uh, that sort of makes tech capital, we think, a really compelling investment opportunity is that a core part of our investment proposition is that when we have a material exit that we monetize, uh, we intend to share a significant portion of that uh, as a special dividend uh, with our shareholders. And we're committed to doing that on an ongoing basis. And then I guess finally I'll mention Right now, we have four companies that we're focused on, three of them in particular uh, that are, you know, we're, are, we're, we're preening for successful exit, and they all have tremendous uh, midterm and long-term potential. And, but we intend on adding more companies to the mix once we see these other three companies are, on their, are well on their way to achieving the value uh, propositions that are before them. Fantastic. That's, that's great. And I'll just finish off myself when I'm preparing for, for this podcast and having a, a look at tech capital. Uh, one of the things that really struck me was the, the discount of the share price at the moment compared to the NAV of the, the portfolio. So if your investors listening to this, uh, do go and have a look at that because that in itself um, is, is a particularly interesting point. And you know, obviously that the current valuations probably aren't taking into consideration the future values on on any exits. So that's something that uh, I'd encourage people to have a look at. Um, so we'll uh, we'll finish off the podcast there. Clifford, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, it's my distinct pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much. So just as a note for listeners, do check out the video section on the UK Investor Magazine website where you'll see uh, the video presentation that Clifford gave at our latest virtual investor conference. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember all investment involves risk.